Good morning. This is Tal M. Klein, the author of The Punch Escrow. I will be at Volumes Book Cafe Tuesday, August 1st to sign copies and meet you and your twin. And you are listening to Too Much Scrolling. I'll see you in the future. Rolling for August 1st, 2017. I'm Steve Foder. And I'm Shaggy, man. <laughs> Just a couple of guys sitting around talking about things that are important to us. Hopefully they're important to you. And if you need more information, there's so many great ways to find more information. Chip, I just said it's August. It is. That means I have to go to school on Friday. It means you have to work. <laughs> yeah, I have to get back to work. I have to put some pants on. Well, I've been working all summer. Even when I was on I vacation, know. I was working. You guys work and work and work, and I complain about, oh, I have to go back to school after having 80 days off. Ugh. You work a lot of long hours, so that, no worries there. And then you, you, by the time you get to the um, the winter time and you start working on the musical, then, yeah. you, then you're like superstar. Real work. Real work is about to happen. Kids, make sure you're getting ready. Try to get some sleep, kids. I don't know about your kids, but my kids stay up till like 2 o'clock in the morning and then stay in bed till noon. It's like, you, you cannot go to school this way. It, well, there you go. There you go. I'm trying to get back on that schedule. Uh-huh. Those first few days, in fact, those few, first week, I'm assuming it, it, people drag. Yes, there is some dragging that happens. There's the adrenaline of that first week, the, the newness of that new school school year but yeah people the brain capacity and sleep are, are a correlation <laughs> <laughs> brings us to our film at 11 our movie of the week film at 11 you finally, finally got a chance to go to the movie theater and see War for the Planet of the Apes. Damn dirty apes. Oh, man. So tell me, did I give you too much information for this movie? Was this movie everything that I, show, I told you it was? This trilogy is really good. I love it. Now, now I don't want to oversell it either because I don't think this is the greatest film ever. Okay. But what I will say is that... I had not watched television for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And the series that brought me back was Battlestar Galactica. What was that, about 12 years ago? I, I, Maybe even longer than that. It was in the past. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah. And they took this 70s concept and they brought it to a new way of looking at it. And you could feel the pressure and all that other stuff. The emotion. Now, we have the 60s uh, Planet of the Apes, mm -hmm. one which was a classic, and then the rest of them were, had a lot less money. Sure. But somebody has sat down, and they put together these three, last three Planet of the Apes movies, and they really thought about the concept again, mm -hmm. rethought about motivations, rethought of how we're going to interpret certain things, and they put together an incredibly powerful three movies. Mm -hmm. And this last one follows right into it so this is a um a, a much smarter movie um in in a much much more uh intellectual uh journey as far as his last three ones i i uh, i ate it up and basically just like you did i i ate it up the characters the characters in this movie are phenomenal i fell in love with so many of these characters and they're not real they are cgi they're pixels on a screen we want peace yeah <laughs> andy circus 
needs to be nominated for an Oscar for his work in this in this role as Caesar. Steve, I, I don't think that uh, apes are um, they they can be voted for uh, best actor. I think that we're on a precipice where we are changing what a movie is, where the CGI character, because, because they motion captured Andy Serkis's face, this is Andy Serkis and uh, some computer generated pieces. I think that we're changing the category. Well, there's a whole bunch that's going on here, um, without giving away all the spoilers, but the big stuff that we, you know, when does something have, have rights? You know, mm-hmm. when, when they, when they can, when when they have the ability to reason as a human would reason, or the the human loses their ability to reason, right? Um, and then you know, even the prejudice that gets taken place, even when someone has fought and maybe they de- they they've deserved their rights, at that point, will others accept those? Anyway, th- these were all played in. Th- this was a had a wonderful e- uh, ending. Uh, I think it set up for another round of, of eight I, movies i don't know i don't know if it is there's not been any announcement of any more sequels after this one and and i hope that there aren't i hope that this is a story that is allowed to stick where it is but but the, the producer and the writer have already talked about new movies boy so there are going to be movies and and they can take this story f- forward mm-hmm. in fact that the story could easily go to where the first um, uh, movie. The, the, the current series has echoes of the past, mm-hmm. but they're not the same. So they're not part of the same series. It's just basically a reimagining what was going on and being revealed with the Charlton Heston one back in the 60s. Uh, this one, we kind of get some backstories and they may switch some stuff around, but, but it's all playing as part of a, a story. You're understanding the, the evolution. You're understanding the, the, how, how information changes and how the story is going to change with mm-hmm. that, how motivations will change with it. And all those allegories to what we're really doing in, in our real life outside of this movie are all there too. And Steve, you can never call me donkey again. That's right. Uh, what a what a what a way of looking at things. Oh man, the allegories of of slavery here were pretty pretty obvious. They were building a wall, Steve. They were building a wall. That that's an important piece of our history. Building this wall, Steve. Um, have you watched anything else this week? I did. I got a chance to see the astronaut farmer. This is from 2006. No, I'm excited because I want to see this. Tell this me about it. This is a movie that that you would think would be on your list of movies that you would want to see. This is the story of a farmer named. Named Farmer. Okay, that, all right, fine. But he has, I don't get it. He has decided that he needs to build his own spaceship from 1960s era space rocket parts. He was a former astronaut who was who was out of the system and became a farmer. And this is Billy Bob Thornton. And Billy Bob Thornton. So he he usually picks. Um, he's he's one of our better actors. Though. I agree, and and you would expect this to be a really good movie about the the struggle between the little guy and the government. The government saying no, 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 you can't. You are going to die. You are going to blow something up. You're going to destroy part of our country. You can't do this. And the little guy being successful and finding a way. It it is that story, but it's it's really boring. It really was put it together in a way that that we. As a family, we're sitting down to watch this, thinking that it would be the exciting struggle of, of humanity. It was more about finance. It was more about, well, well, farmer, you're out of money, and you, you can't find the money to, to find your... It's like, okay, I don't recommend this film. 
as we were preparing for this, you said a lot of it was the, the farmer was sacrificing his family's life and happiness mm -hmm. for this, this one for goal. For this dream, this okay. dream, this American dream. And that's a very American story. It, the idea of I want to do this and I have the freedom to be able to do this. I'm going to be successful and do this. It, it just It just doesn't play the way that my imagination thinks it should okay i ended up seeing something uh this week in addition to um the war the planet of the apes i got to see the now you see me too i love the original now you see me is is a whole heist film built around illusionists that's right and, and we've got those illusionists back we've mm -hmm. had one replaced uh is a fisher is not back for this one but uh what we want to see is the card tricks we mm -hmm. want to see the magic and we've got a mixture of real tricks and then movie tricks. Yeah. Uh, and there's always a big reveal at the end that we want to see. The first one was a lot of fun. This one is not as fun. Okay. Uh, I don't think this is a great film. Okay. You know, if on my scale of 1 to 100, with 100 being really good, this is probably 50. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you should avoid this movie. I just don't think you, you should go in with high expectations. You got an all-star cast. You got Woody oh. Harrelson in there. So there, there's our second well, Woody Harrelson movie of the week. And, and Morgan Friedman. And, okay. Okay. And Michael Caine. And you've got Harry Potter in there. Harry Potter. What's yeah, his name? He's Daniel Daniel Radcliffe. He's a bad guy. Daniel Radcliffe with a beard. He's a bad guy. You could tell because he has a beard. He's a bad guy. <laughs> anyway, I, I think Daniel Radcliffe's going to have a nice uh, movie career. Oh, yeah. Um, because he, he's picked a lot of independent uh, projects. <laughs> Swiss Army Man? He's, yes, right. <laughs> he's picked up uh, a lot of these types of, of roles. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, you know, as time goes on, time may be kind to him. Yeah. Uh, so now you see me now, too, 50-50. I haven't seen this one. I did have it on my list. I haven't seen it. I love the original. I love Illusionist's movies. But I, I see what you're saying where if it's just movie magic, if it's just editing, then it, it takes away from the magic of it. Steve, man! Oh, speaking of magic. Steve, man! Oh, it's time. It's time to go to the movies and see The Grateful Dead on screen Fathom Events is giving us another gem. This is happening tonight in your local movie theater. So make plans right now to go see the Grateful Dead, man. The Grateful Dead meet <laughs> up at the movies. <laughs> Every year for the last seven years, Grateful Dead fans, man, have gotten <laughs> together at the theater. And um, Warren's Petrulli Oil Petru <laughs> oh, had some beverages, man, and then watched the Grateful Dead um, Yeah movie it's a celebration uh, it is well first right. of all th there's a huge following right. for this band and you can see it even today oh yeah because they're still when i say some of the remaining members are touring around they still sell out they oh. were in soldier field what last year two years ago yeah and listener sean took his son and they they had a blast listening to the grateful dead and it's jerry's 75th birthday man jerry garcia <laughs> anyway it's boy that he he really did pass away yeah young as a young guy yep Anyway, I'm sure this is going to be a blast for those people who love the noodling music. There you go. And uh, Shaggy and Scooby will be there, man. Make your plans. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem will go ah, be there. Animal beat drums. <laughs> I, yeah, I love them. Probably, uh, was it um, Hennings? I'm trying to think, think of Doug the... Hennings. Don Hennings, the uh, musician. Magic. <laughs> Everything is possible in the world magic. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's a part gonna, of this movie. This is going to be a great, there's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of people there. They're going to have a lot of fun. Go to your local theater. Go to fathomevents.com and find out more information. There's so many great Fathom events coming up real soon. We'll be talking about those later.
opening this week, the Dark Tower movie is finally coming to our screens. So the, the, the we're winding down in the summer blockbusters, and mm-hmm. this may be the final one of that of of the summer. Yep. This looks great. It's got oh, all right, all right, so all right. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey as the man in black, the the bad guy in the story. That's right. And Idris Elba as the gunslinger. He's driving a Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> this this looks great. I, I've seen this trailer probably five times at different movies that I've gone to the last few weeks. He loads his gun really amazing. <laughs> Stunning gun loading scene is in the trailer. If you haven't seen this trailer, go to our show notes and click on this trailer. I'm excited about this. Now, to be fair, I've never read The Dark Tower. This is another property that has a huge following. There are some people who love this story. It's a world-building series. It's an epic. By uh, Stephen King. Correct. This is his universe that he's created. And this is the, the piece that connects all of the other Stephen King stories. The Dark Tower is the the hub from which all the spokes of it and all of the other Stephen King stories come together. This is world-building yeah. world stuff. Again, I never read it. It never appealed to me for whatever reason, but I have high expectations for this movie. Uh, this looks great. I look forward to it. But, Steve, there are things that are on the, on the, a little bit more modest. Yeah. There's a movie called 68 Kill. This is a story of uh, the theft of $68,000. So there's a, there's a play on here, 68 k Ill. 68 kill. <laughs> this is um, looks like a little bit of fun. Yep. Sort of in the B-movie genre. Reminds or... me of like the Warriors, that, okay. that punk rock, everybody running around outside movie that everybody loves. Well, there you go. You got that going on. There's one called Savage Dog. This is a uh, prisoner of war in Indochina in 1959. Steve, if you like Rambo, yeah, man. Yeah, this is Rambo. This is, this is like the modern Rambo. Like, this guy can do it all, and he's going to kick butt. Yes, right. This looks like an 80s movie that yeah. was made today. It might be good, though. It, 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 oh, yeah. I'm it sure. looks really reasonable. There's a movie called Detroit coming out. This one has has, uh, has wow. Finn in it now. Yeah? Yeah? You've got uh, John Boyega as the main character of this one. He doesn't have a lightsaber, Steve. No, he's a cop in this one. Okay. But uh, this is a, a the, real he's a story. He's a stormtrooper. Yeah. He's a former stormtrooper. He used to be a stormtrooper. He had a gun, and then he he couldn't fire his gun, and now he's in Detroit. Yes, <laughs> this is this is a really really sad story about three African American men who were murdered in a motel, and it's a true story. And and from what I've heard, this is a very powerful story. This looks like a really good movie. Yeah. It could be the the uh, more adult film that mm-hmm. you want to look for the the grown up film yeah. you're looking for this week. Yep. There is a documentary on Netflix coming out this week called Icarus. This is the story of some some more scandal some, in the Olympics. Some guy flying too close to the sun? Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. This is about the Olympic scandal, about the doping, the Soviet doping, excuse me, the Russian doping. Can we uh, say Russian? Can we say that in this? We can say we Russian. We can say Russians, okay. We can say Russian. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is about the scientists who basically created this. It talks a lot about the Olympics. It talks about the use of performance-enhancing drugs. And uh, I'm sure you're going to learn a little bit about that. And um, anyway, I, it's very interesting. The Olympics are very special because initially it was to bring countries that had very little in common to bring them together for the common idea of sport. Now it's for the Olympic Village. Well, today... Bringing people together. 
today it's a, that's right. There's a lot of coming together right there. Let's yes. just say that uh, a lot of DNA is uh, is uh, <laughs> shared. <laughs> um, anyway, um, today we look at it a little bit more scandal like mm-hmm. we we think of the corruption of trying to choose the cities where this thing is going to happen about what it did to Brazil mm-hmm. uh impoverishing even i think Montreal maybe just paid off their olympics from the 70s wow. uh but my 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 point being is if we go back to the original thought of it the idea of bringing warring groups and people who don't normally get together together for sport it is very noble in that in sense. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing right now is we're being exposed because we, we get exposed to the underbelly of virtually everything. Um, we're seeing sort of the, the darkness that, that is part of these events also. The other documentary that's coming out, speaking of darkness, is an inconvenient sequel. Truth to Power. This is the sequel to Al Gore's original, The Inconvenient Truth. Al Gore's back, man. <laughs> Al Gore's back. He's he's got his uh, his latest. I'm sure he's going to have the latest um, presentation mm-hmm. on climate change mm-hmm. and and how we're looking at those types of issues. This will have a huge following. So it's in the theater this week. Yeah, I I have not heard great things about this one. I've heard that it suffers sequelitis. The first one was so powerful that the second one doesn't have the same punch as as the first. But I'm sure that there's a lot of data that we need to look at. In the long run, we all die, Steve. That's very positive. (laughs) None of this really matters. Anyone can see. Nothing really matters. Is this an Ichi part? To me. (laughs) All right, Steve. Give me the book, baby. Brings us to our book it, our book of the week, and I got a chance to read a book, another one that fell through the cracks. I don't know how I missed this one. It's called Amped. It was written in 2012 by Daniel H. Wilson, and this is the story of a very near future where there are augmented humans, people with cybernetic pieces. So the Borg, Steve. The Borg is certainly in its infancy so in this if, story. So if people don't know what the Borg is, tell me what you mean by augmented humans. A cyborg is a human that has computerized parts maybe uh, an arm that had been amputated and been maybe replaced a breathing with apparatus a, uh, maybe a breathing apparatus maybe you need glasses to make your eyes work properly that is something that is unnatural adding time to that and adding technology to that we could see a future where we all have some special ability or some way to do things that we couldn't do because of whatever limitation of humanity oh very interesting all right Mm -hmm. so so tell me is there a problem with this the problem in this book is that the naturalists the humans that are looking at these people who have these augmentations they see them as less than human and there is a legislative prejudice that happens here that they pass a law in this story that says that a human is this list of things and if you get augmented if you have extra parts that makes you less than human and you do not in this story have the rights 
of a human. All of their property is taken away. They are moved into camps where they are only allowed to live in this area. This is a potential future for all this technology. So this sounds dystopian, but it it seems to be a very intellectual way of looking at it. It is. It is not a full dystopia. The whole world is not a problem. It's only a problem for the characters that are being segregated. The characters that are being a part of this other culture okay. that it's a dystopia for them. All right. So the name of this book is Amped it's mm-hmm. by Daniel H. Wilson. Yeah. Would you recommend this to people? I do. I, I do. This is this is an intellectual look at a potential future of where we're headed with all this stuff. If I have a chip implanted in my hand that I can use to log into my computer, that I can use to enter a building, is that a potential problem for society okay um this this story looks at what that could potentially mean for our society this story interests me it seems very very good and it seems really far-fetched and futuristic except some of you may have heard this story last week there's a wisconsin company that you can work for this company and you can choose to have a chip implanted into your hand to be used for identification at your workplace Oh, there you go. And then you can buy things from the vending machines uh-huh. or whatever it is, get into stuff. It's the same as the NFC chip in your phone that you... Then, then they can follow you everywhere, Steve. Then they can follow they. you everywhere. They certainly can't do that with our phones. Oh, wait. They can. There you go, Steve. <laughs> Rock and roll. It's not dystopia. It is certainly... a. a intellectual view of where we're headed with all this technology amped by daniel h wilson you can find it on our amazon store amazon.toomuchscrolling.com brings us to our scroll with it we have there's so much news there's so much news out there let's look at some of the stories that are important to us Tesla. Well, Tesla brought their new Model 3 this week. Yes, the half-price Tesla is here. We've been talking about it for years. It's here, Chip. Well, this is the $35,000 model. Mm-hmm. Most of the other Teslas were, were up much more expensive. Right. Um, and so they were really things that we, the average person could not consider. Right. Now, we've got a vehicle right now that this is the price of a, a regular car. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that we can consider, especially those people who have, you know, driving to work and back, things of that nature. We're looking at a $35,000 vehicle. They brought out the first 30, mm-hmm. 30 they delivered. Yeah, 30 people were able to get into their cars and drive away at this event there's on th- the 28th. There's a three-year wait for everyone else Everybody to put their deposits. Else, right. Uh, they will be here eventually. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you think about this? I want one. I, w- I want one very badly. This is Those of you who don't know, a Tesla is a no-gasoline, all-electric vehicle. It's got a big battery in it. You charge up the battery. And with the $35,000 model, you can go 220 miles per charge. They did give you a, an option for a larger battery that'll go 310 miles per charge. But you can get virtually anywhere you need to go without using gasoline. Oh, and, and you know, the, the technology is only getting better. They keep upgrading the tech, you know, this the 
the self-driving car. Yes, this has all the hardware that you will need for this to be a fully autonomous self-driving car. They just need to turn on the software to make that happen. This car is the future. Well, we sat in a Tesla about a month or so ago. Yeah, we sat in both the Model S and the Model X. And as Elon Musk says, if you take the letters S, X, and the number three, you can arrange them in whatever order you want and spell whatever you want. <laughs> well, he is a charming guy. Yes. All right, so th this is, looks very interesting. And that's really important because we've got places like Britain mm -hmm. and we've got places like uh, France uh -huh. who have made some mandates. This week. Britain and France both have said out loud that they have legislated that there will be no gasoline-powered vehicles sold in those two countries in the year 2040. 22 and a half years from now, there will be no more gasoline-powered cars sold in those two countries. So for those 2039 wow. uh, models, it's going to be a lot of gasoline cars sold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know the, what the t next 22 years look like. Oh, I'll agree with you. The technology is improving so dramatically. Uh -huh. um, you may naturally just choose to go all for one of these battery-powered vehicles. There's, some, there's a lot of people who are already driving the hybrid, the, the half gasoline, half electric. And there's, there's quite a few electric cars on the road already. And they're starting to all be put into all the models now. Uh -huh. So you're, you're not having to choose the, you know, the Prius is, is a very nice de uh, vehicle. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's been designed to look a little odd for many people. Right. Well, the, the, you're choosing. You could have the gasoline, the four-cylinder. You can have the six-cylinder, the eight-cylinder, or you can have the hybrid. You can choose it in the model car you're looking at. And add 22 years to that. Oh, yeah. A lot of us will be driving electric cars. There's a chance that other countries will follow suit on this. I would say. I would say so. And, you know... England's a good place. I'm sorry. Britain's yes. a good place to try this out. It seems to be the right size. I agree. Uh, place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is ever going to, when I say ever, I don't think this is going to work for Texas initially because it's a it's big pickup uh, area. There's a lot of space in between towns in Texas. There's a lot Correct. of space to and, cover. And a lot of heat. <laughs> and a lot of heat. And batteries don't do well in heat and they don't do well in cold. But England is certainly a great place to test this out. They have sure. temperatures, weather, just like we do here in the Midwest. And and uh, everything's a lot closer in England. Correct. And I can immediately see that maybe not the state of New York, mm -hmm. but New York City saying, hey, listen, if you're going to drive within our city, you know, we, we are going to use electric, uh, electric vehicles by 2040. Mm -hmm. They haven't said that, but I could, that's how I would see the adoption coming to uh, the United States in big cities and then kind of moving down the coast, I that agree. type of stuff. I think that the future of transportation mm -hmm. is certainly different 22 years from now. One of the things that we've talked about is uh, many people are concerned about racing. Mm -hmm. uh, Porsche, what do they do? Yeah, they, they unveiled their electric racing vehicle. They have a fully electric, very high torque, very fast vehicle available. Which the Tesla is a very fast vehicle, yes, too. Yes, So we could see that as racing comes by, that also leads to innovation. Um, throw in some stuff like uh, you know going through a toll booth and having your car like re- the battery like refueled. 
Oh yeah, if we could recharge the battery instantly, like through a toll booth, then mm -hmm. then we have a whole different viewpoint on this. Mm -hmm. Because one of the limitations of the electric vehicle right now is you have to stop somewhere and get more electricity in order for that battery to work. If we could charge it instantly, Purdue University is working on a uh, a way to do that. Mm -hmm. Or if the road itself could charge your battery while you were driving down the road, then we change everything. If you think about that block of a phone that we had, the first um, uh, portable phone mm -hmm. that... Uh, car phones. Oh, yes. Yeah. And think about the iPhone or the Android phone that you have in your pocket right now. Revolutionary. Uh, think about that innovation. Now take it to automobiles. Yeah. We can change things dramatically. I think that's what Tesla is doing. I think that's exactly what Elon Musk is doing. He is that innovator. Steve, man, I'll be at the, uh, at the movie tonight watching The Grateful Dead. Well, tell me a little bit about augmented reality, man. Oh, man. You, you don't want to mix your augmented reality with your reality of the Grateful Dead, I don't think. But boy, oh boy, am I excited about the concept of augmented reality. There is a developer called Trixie Studios. They have made an app, which is not publicly available, but there's a great video of it. You can check it out in our show notes. They can make the 1980s aha video, Take On Me, happen in your room automatically with this app and with autotune i can hit that high note oh this is a revolution <laughs> this is another revolution augmented reality that, that really was an innovative video that was the video where they they merged this sort of comic uh, animated world with the reality uh -huh. but they spent hours weeks putting that together the rotoscoping alone mm -hmm. to put that on the screen took months this is something that happens virtually instantly with augmented reality those of you who don't know what augmented reality is take your reality and add information on top of what you really see like a computer screen on top of you know the wall that, mm -hmm. that you're looking at the dashboard on your on your car that type of thing the window on your car yeah the windscreen on your car that's where i would add more information seeing what's in front of you in the car and adding information like there's mcdonald's uh, 50 miles ahead. There's you got to know that. A, I mean, that's really important. Well, welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, gasoline prices here are this much, but if you go another mile up, you're going to get gasoline prices cheaper. All that extra information that we can get right now through our phones, adding that to our vision is what augmented reality can do for us. All right. Steve, football season is almost here. Yeah. Are you excited? I am ready for some football. Da-da-da-da. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> well, there's some there's <laughs> a study that just came out, right? Uh, yeah, this is this was big news this week. I'm sure a lot of you have, have been talking about this this week. There was a, a big study. They had 202 brains of, of people who had played football, and they studied these 202 brains, and they found that 177 of them, that's 87%, had signs of CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. That is 
stunning. This, this is brain damage. Is this what, is brain damage in at eighty-seven percent. Okay, and this is you know we're we're only looking at two hundred people here. Correct. But there, this um, this study is going to continue to go out. Many pe- many of these football players, especially there's there's the ones that commit suicide, mm-hmm. um, and there's ones that when as they pass away are passing their brains on to be looked at. This is a, a, probably the biggest sport. Well, it is the biggest sport in the United States. Mm-hmm. It is one of the biggest sports in the world. Right. Because of how many people watch it in the United States. Because of the pageantry of it. Because of the the event that it is, going sure. to a football game. Watching football on TV is, is, is a thing. We invite people over to our homes and we have parties around this event. In, in fact, Super Bowl is almost a national holiday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really... Really close. I, if it didn't take place, would it take <laughs> If it wasn't place? Sunday night. If they, if they would play the Super Bowl the day before Martin Luther King Day uh-huh. or the day before President to this day yeah you know we would have we would want the day off that's what we're we're at that point in Uh fact many businesses you know have a delayed start because of that yeah the statistics of of how much work is lost on that day after the super bowl are stunning well my point being is that we love football Mm -hmm. but as we learn have the revelation of the damage that's going to the players is that going to impact our enjoyment of the uh, of watching this? Mm-hmm. Will it impact the number of people who pick up this game to play it to to, and, and to fill th- the rosters? I'm thinking of the next generation. I mean, I have two boys, and they do not play football. Now, bear in mind, they have migraines. They've had migraines all their lives, so their brains is something that we've thought about for all their lives. Mm-hmm. But the idea of causing harm to these kids there's a lot of parents like me who don't let their kids play football what does that do 20 years down the line i don't know i mean this is really a a tough spot because we do these we we play sport for the fun of it we play it because we we become part of a team Mm -hmm. we have a mission that's beyond ourselves sense of competition is is it's in us yeah we we love this we we don't it's it's a way to go to war without anybody Hurting, I'm sorry. Without, without, um, you know, uh, casualties. Yeah, those types of yeah. things. But if we start seeing that there are casualties, mm-hmm. they, there are long term pain. Know, what will? How will that change how we view this? I, I think it's changed how we view it already. Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree. I think that what these studies, what the concussion movie, the Will Smith concussion movie, has done, what these studies have done, is already changed the way we look at football. And uh, this study is. And, and One you, more thing. And we saw already the NFL uh, also ended their relationship with the National Institute on Health on Concussion Study. Mm-hmm. So um, th- there may have been some reasons part of that. But, you know, the NFL has also been accused of covering up information. Mm-hmm. But also has been one of the leading groups in trying to figure out. They know it's not in their interest to have their players maimed. I remember when I was young, I was a a young boy, there was a guy named Otto. Uh, He had played for the Oakland Raiders. He had owned McDonald's. They were basically talking to people who, what did they do after they finished playing football? Mm -hmm. He bought a McDonald's franchise. Anyway, Otto was a center for the Oakland Raiders. He had no knees left. Mm -hmm. He was walking uh, with kind of two crutches. Wow. And so that had an impact on how I looked at that. But, you know, brain injuries and physical injuries, 
they're different. Very and different. It's, Very long term. This yeah. this idea of brain damage. Uh, there's there's a lot of study that needs to be done, but I, I think that the NFL is going to suffer from this. All right, I'm going to ask all the people who are listening to our podcast this week if they do us a favor, if they would go over to iTunes uh-huh. and they would rate our show yes uh if they would write it uh, write out a quick review like they enjoy it if they even don't- if they don't even if you don't enjoy it giving us a rating on itunes helps us to be in the public eye yeah we're looking uh it'll raise your your ability to be promoted mm-hmm. and to, to get out to the world that would be incredibly helpful to us thank you in advance for for doing that yep go to itunes type in too much scrolling in the podcast area and give us give us a rating give us a review please and, and steve this afternoon you yes. and i are going to get in a vehicle let's go where are we going let's go downtown you and me we're getting in the car we're going downtown we are going to go and and spend a lovely evening at volumes book cafe in chicago because author tal klein is there signing copies of his new book the punch escrow i don't know if i've mentioned the punch escrow to, to the show but yeah, I, I love this book I, I i think this is exactly what you said it's going to be it, it is yeah it is this year's version of all those great uh, books that have come Hard out. science fiction book. If you think the back Martian. to The Martian in 2014, I gushed over that book three years ago. It is a great adventure. This is a great adventure. I I really love this book. You should pick up this book. You should take it to Volumes Book Cafe. We'll meet you there around 7 o'clock tonight, and we'll meet Tal. We'll shake his hand, get some pictures. Uh, There's a reason we live in Chicago. We get to do fun love, things like this. Love living in Chicago. You know, going down to Millennium Park and just hanging out. I've had a great summer. The Major League Soccer uh, All-Star Game is also this evening, so after we finish, we'll head over. So we got Jerry Garcia, the... The, uh, yeah, we got Jerry Garcia, the Grateful Dead. We've we've got our, our time at the Major League Soccer All Star Game. Oh, we got our time with Tal Klein. Uh, so what a great Tuesday! We got a great Tuesday. It's a great way to start your Tuesday by waking up and listening to too much scrolling. It's the best part of waking up. No coffee. Coffee's the best part of waking up. Oh, that's up. right. But this show's pretty good too. I don't know, Chip. I think we have enough information to survive another week. What do you think? Only if we can come back next week, man. If you need more information, give us a call or a text. Our phone number is 805-410-4TMS. If you're at Volumes Book Cafe and you want to text us, there's there's the number to text us and we can hook up and take pictures. You can go to our website, TooMuchScrolling.com. You can send us an email. Our email address is TooMuchScrolling at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We're on iTunes. Go give us a rating on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn Radio. And every day of the week, you can find all the news that you need on our news site, news.toomuchscrolling.com. I want to thank you again for listening to Too Much Scrolling. I'm Steve Foder. And I'm Shaggy Man. See you in the future. Thank you.